0: welcome to the firing log podcast edition i'm odin and i run the onagama-west.com website in the last eight or nine months this podcast has traveled the world circumnavigating the globe twice stopping off in north america several times and australia a couple times but it feels like we're getting into sort of a loop here. So it is time, I believe, to set off across new oceans, to travel to a new world and a new continent for new ideas and inspiration. Tonight, we go to Europe, where we meet Gas Kimishima. He lives outside London, but hails originally from Asia, so in a sense, we're tying in a fourth continent. Now, there are a number of things I admire about Gas. First off, he's a night owl. He stays up till like 2 or 3 o'clock. That's just that's great because I do too. He is an expert in ancient Japanese pottery. I'm, I'm not, by the way, but he is. He's is an expert in ancient Japanese pottery. He's advised museums and collectors and so forth. So he really knows what to look for. And I learned an interesting thing about cups from him that I had never considered before during this podcast. But aside from that, he is a potter and a kiln builder in his own right. In fact, in the last dozen years, he's built 13 kilns. Six of those kilns have been onagama kilns, structured, or at least some of them, on the same style of ancient Japanese kilns that would produce ancient Japanese pottery. But enough prologue. Let's get to the interview. First off why don't, um, why don 't you just kind of outline your pottery experience in general
1: i didn 't start my pottery until well, I come to England. Uh, I was interested in medieval uh, Japanese pots and I was collecting them and then um, and less chance to go back to Japan and I started to uh, miss something. So also I I was more interested in how, how the pots are made. That's why I started. So in medieval times the main uh, fuel is wood and the kilns are usually anagama
0: when When was it that you came to England and how old were you then
1: i came to england i think eighty seven
0: what kind of what kind of work had you done before you got into pottery
1: um, before in japan i i was in tokyo and doing a lot of uh, Graphic designing or fashion designing and a lot of different work like a stage designing and when I got uh nothing then I did a bit of uh music business
0: and how old were you when when you came to England back in eighty seven
1: uh just becoming forty.
0: So you you basically got into pottery um, in in middle age.
1: Uh, I was interested in pottery uh, since I, I was a child. Uh, actually, I was born in, uh, in a village, born in a village near Mashiko, but I didn't know about the uh, famous potters like Hamada was there until I grew up.
0: After you moved to England, and you started to get into pottery more so than you had been, did you take classes, or how did you start to learn?
1: Um, I, because I, I didn't have any teachers, uh, but the, I've got a lot of old pots, like uh, Bizen, Shigaraki, tokoname, tamba, that sort of uh, uh, so, so-called... Uh, Old six kilns, and I went back to Japan and visited a lot of uh, kiln sites, or actually active uh, pottery places, uh, and I just liked the medieval pottery, which is it's not like studio pottery. It's just a uh, uh, ordinary. Uh, domestic pots, and a big pot I was very much interested. I'm surrounded by my collection of Japanese pots, and I didn't see anything like the, uh, them except uh, museums, like the uh, British Museum or Victorian Albert Museum. And other museums, they have some pottery, and and they're usually uh, uh, behind the glass cases. And you can't touch it. Uh, then I, I I was in London for a while, and I visited a lot of uh, auction houses as a part of my uh, business like antique dating uh, so, so I, there I, I can actually touch the actual object and that, that's made me rather happy uh,
0: You're talking now about the importance of, of touching the pieces what do you feel is important about being able to actually handle the pieces in addition to being able to
1: see them? Um, because the Sometimes you see it and you imagine the the, the feeling of it before you touching it. Uh, like porcelain, you think it's very smooth, and all the decoration is if you touch it, but it just feels smooth. <laughs> or some pots looks very, very light, but um uh, uh, When you hold it, some of them are heavier than you expected and some of them are much lighter than you expected. So it's touching and weighing. uh, uh, So that sort of thing, to me, is very important. For instance, if you uh, see some nice nice tea bowl, and then you hold it. If the tea bowl is lighter than you expected, then it, it must be quite pleasant, because you you put some tea in it, then, then it could be the, just light weight after you you have tea in it. There are some pots uh, uh. Rather heavy, then you you don't feel, feel uh, comfortable with it. Uh, that sort of thing I, I I'm very aware. Of. And Japanese uh, people who love pottery, they almost all of them are uh, just try to touch it uh, and weigh it uh, and feel feel, feel it. That's the possibly uh, a Japanese tendency and the Japanese important uh, uh, cultures I, things. I think
0: that was that was very interesting. What you just said about a pot, um, yeah, being a little bit lighter than you expected because yeah. I've I'd never thought of it that way. I don't. Whenever I've made. Cups and so forth. I've made them to feel um, right empty, but mm. never have I made one to feel right when it's full. I'm going to have mm. to try that. That's that's a really interesting idea.
1: Yeah, because the, the pottery, unless you put something in it, then it's not completed. Because the best pottery, basically it's best for some... Con- or container for, for something, like um, w- water, tea, or some food, some grain. So if I see huge pot, um, which two or three people have to carry or lift it, lift it then I'm not interested, because if you live alone and without any... T- Tools or some wheels, then you you can't lift it. I like the pot; I can lift it myself.
0: I I know you're you're obviously very interested in in wood fired pottery and kilns. Yes, you've built a bunch of kilns. What attracts you to wood fired
1: pottery? I think everyone uh, is interested in fire. I think that's the human nature. Uh, e- even the children l- like to see the fire or fireworks. Uh, so I I didn't think think anything any difference. But the, the wood firing, you you can if you go to the wood firing, you can see it and feel it and feel the heat and you experience that, that sort of heat on your skin but the uh, gas filing or electric filing because of the 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 kiln is very well sealed and you can see the flames, but you never feel the real heat over also the wood filing is uh, if you put some a different wood, then you, you can see the difference of the sound and the heat as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, mm. I know when I'm, when I'm firing, if I use um, wood from leafy trees, deciduous trees, mm. it's real quiet. But when I throw in fir or other kind of coniferous wood, it's, uh, it sounds like firecrackers going off
1: inside. And some wood makes more sparks and some don't make much sparks. That's so. Everything you experience uh, with the wood, and um, that's the interesting, also a pleasure to do it. Mm. Everyone said to me, I, I, I'm, I keep building the kiln all the time uh, rather than making pots. It's so. <laughs> A lot of potters are more interested in um, pots rather than filing. If I if I have better potter in the studio than me, then uh, I'd rather let him do it and just concentrate on kiln building and the wood filing. Well,
0: let's talk about some of the kilns that you've built. When did you build your first one?
1: Uh, when I uh, first one was built in 1995.
0: How many have you built since then?
1: I uh, think this time is 13th. thirteen.
0: 13? Uh, yeah. So that's more than one
1: a year. Uh, because uh, half of them are raccoons, so some of them are built very quickly. And okay. the shortest uh, record is in half an hour, Raku <laughs> kiln was built. And fired straight away um, and dismantled uh, on that day. So, D-
0: That's crazy. Uh, what What did you build the kiln out of? The racco- That Raku kiln that you talked about.
1: It's not my kiln. It's just uh, someone asked ask me to build. And... A- and but they didn't want to keep keep it, so that that's the requirement of them
0: what did you build it out of
1: Oh it's just uh, uh, second hand bricks and when you write me about about the uh, mini anagama that was uh, built with uh, ordinary second hand house bricks.
0: Okay. Let let's let's slow down for one second. I'm getting I'm gonna start getting excited and jump all over the place. But um let's try to keep it a little organized. Um yeah. how how many um onagama style kilns have you built?
1: Uh, six.
0: So that's one every two years. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You, you love building kilns, obviously. Um <laughs> Just what what size do these kilns range in?
1: The um, first one was very big. And then I, because this is going to be a bit, bit of a long story, because the first kiln I built was a friend of mine had a place and I found secondhand industrial bricks and we talked about building Japanese kiln, uh, and I talked talk to them. I'd like to have a medium or modest size kiln, and and they thought it's going to be tiny kiln. To, to me, uh, my modest size is between six, six meters, so thirty foot to. 50 foot long. <laughs> so it's it's modest 30 foot kiln. Uh, it's 10 meters long. Uh, but the the place I built the kiln was not steep enough, so I, I have to build a hill for a small hill, then uh, build a kiln on it. So it's ra- rather city. Um, more work. You have to build a uh, hill first, then kiln, and then the roof. So it took a, a quite a long time. The latest kiln that I built is, is half buried, so sort of uh, anagama and, and the overground uh, brick kiln. Mm. I think that that works better for insulation
0: leaves. You said you went to Japan and looked at, at old kilns. How did you come up with your design for the first kiln? Um,
1: because uh, first I collected uh, old Japanese pots, like, like medieval pots, uh, Bizen and Shigaraki things, and I've got something like a 14th century Bizen pot and 12th century Tokunami pot and 16th century Tamba and Shigaraki, that sort of thing. And I I was fascinated at the difference of clay and the difference of, of uh, ash color on the pot. So I wanted to see, see the old kilns, but they are not really... Uh, a, old kiln site you you can just imagine the site of the kiln you can see see the site but then, uh, still uh, if you see the active kilns they they got some tradition so you can get some ideas and then you buy some books to see some information and and go visit uh Museums, like if you go to bizen then you can see the more bizen pot, and you can see see the uh, some information. You can find find some reference book.
0: Uh, I've noticed on the pictures on your website where you're showing yeah. building a Moby Dick.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that you are using bamboo and you are tying. It- to the bamboo um, mm. boards to create your frame, which was um, that was that was the way that uh, Furutani showed it being done in his his book.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, where did you pick up Where did you pick up that idea and your other ideas about you know the shape yeah. and the construction?
1: Yeah, yeah. basically the kiln building. I, I I went to Shigaraki and. Because in Shigaraki, when you get off the station, you don't see much of uh, all the Shigaraki pots, uh, unless you go to special places. You only see a lot of <coughs> domestic uh, plant pots or more Japanese budgers mm-hmm.
0: all over
1: Um <laughs> uh, if you are a serious potter, then you may be rather disappointed first time visiting there. But uh, if you look carefully, then there are some good potters. And I found the book about wood fired potter, and then I visited. That was uh, Mr. Hrudani, and you and visited. I saw I saw his kilns. At his place in Shigaraki, he had three kilns, and and the, the, close by the place called Iga, uh, he has a two kilns. So he had a five kilns working kilns, and he told me he's got another one, but he he tried to build the an actual anagama, but. Uh, possibly that modern day potter's lost some important information about killing building. The hidden, his kilom he tried to build original state medieval type was collapsed. Uh,
0: um are you talking uh, about the underground?
1: Yeah, underground. Okay. Yeah. I think the medieval time they know where to bigger Kirun. Well, now we don't know about it but uh, uh, I'd like to try as much as possible to medieval features. Uh, that's why I, I, I'm trying to use Mr. Hultani's, uh idea and he, he actually ta- taught me, before he published the book, uh, he taught me uh, a lot of f- things about the building and he gave me some photographs uh, and he actually he wrote his book uh, didn't he didn't write on the paper, he just recorded on the tape and someone dictated uh, and then the the book is pub- published so he had a Couple of hundred tapes in the box. Wow! And he said I could have them, but uh, uh, it was tempting, but uh, I I declined because that's rather too greedy to have that sort of uh, information from him. So, so the medieval kings. Information is I just visited and and tried to find the books on the subject. There aren't many, uh, but uh, I've got uh, some books on very serious study about it. So I can see the difference of of each uh, area.
0: The difference in the pottery from different areas of the kiln?
1: Yeah, yeah. And the period. Mm.
0: Mm, Okay. And so differences in the style of pottery and Mm. the results depending on when it was made.
1: Mm. Yeah, that helped me uh, doing sort of uh, advising the the people who are collecting uh, Japanese pottery because if I see similar pots like uh, uh tokoname and uh, it's a different place but it's still it's one of the old six humans. uh they've got very similar techniques and similar clay and similar finish uh i've uh, both both of the places and i know what sort of clay they're using and uh, slight difference Uh, and so someone wants to have etchism pot then I can see the difference from tokunami pot and it helped me explaining to some museums uh, and some collectors
0: let's go back to uh Moby Dick, the first kiln.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, just some technical technical parts to it. Uh, how much wood does it take to fire it?
1: Um, that kiln, because the, the bricks are rather heavy and dense, so it need at least a week firing. Uh, I usually try to do 10-day firing. Uh, it needs a lot of wood, like a Ten tons at least
0: and what kind of wood do you use in that kiln?
1: Uh, I try to uh, prepare kind of conifer or or hopefully lot of pines but don't, not like in japan red pine is the best uh wood to to be to be prepared, but it's very difficult in England, uh, particularly in, I'm living in, near London, it's still in the countryside, but not like Scotland. We don't have um, many pines around, So, uh, but mind you, the medieval times, they didn't ha- have uh, pines around because they had a lot of different kind they might have ha- had a pine but uh, i don't think they did care about the wood very much hard or soft uh, or whatever uh, they-, they just cut uh wood around the kiln and used them and once the wood is run out they Abandon the kiln and go to somewhere more wood wood available and build another one.
0: You mentioned the kiln was uh, about 10 meters. Uh, How big is the stacking space in that kiln? How much of that is stacking space?
1: I think it's just uh, over five, to six meter. I think it's got six meter depth for the uh, chamber because I've got a uh, wall inside the kiln and behind it uh, we usually call it stemma. Uh, Stemma means the sort of wasting wasting chamber just uh, so the heat down before it get out of the chimney
0: um so and do you have a guesstimate of how many pieces you might fit in your firing um i guess that um, all depends on how big the pieces are of course
1: yes th- that first um uh, moby dick was actually too big for uh just one potter uh, i was kind of expecting the, the someone come along and uh, help me making more pots. But it seems they came with interest, but they saw the work was too hard. And usually they, they came and one day tried to me and did some work and after that they never came back. I think only Potter who came back was Sven Payer who works in Devon and Mike Dodd who now works in uh, Glastonbury Somerset. Those two are very uh, good friends and Sven Payer is uh, well known good fired potter uh, in this country also i think Aust- Australia as well <laughs> and someone walk- walking down outside singing but it's still still the, the small children that's that's the easy for them uh, and Easy to collect, uh, prepare wood for the firing. One firing, possibly for uh, three days at the most. Then they can do it at weekends. So that's why I, I built some small kilns. Uh, yeah, I r-
0: I really want to talk about the small kilns because I'm I'm also interested in those personally. Um, yeah. So tell tell me some about your small kilns
1: may talk about big kiln and small kiln at the same time because, okay. because my interest is big kiln and the big pots uh, if I can uh, sometimes to, um, if you have the exhibitions then you don't have enough time then you have to uh, compromise some, somewhere but the small kiln, it's easy to pack a, a, fully or as you want, want. And also the firing is not hard work. Three days is uh, just a picnic. But if you do it ten day firing in winter, then uh, I think it's, it's uh, very hard work. And in the beginning of the firing, as you know, it's just a small bonfire uh, outside the kiln, then gradually you build up the uh, fire bigger and push into the kiln that part is people are not very interested they're interested in the final stage of firing yeah we're all interested in the final stage of the firing because that's awesome uh, flames and smoke is sort of Uh, magic for us so so I can understand the people wanted to see that uh, from the beginning but then we can't do it It, so it's a patient work but smoking I I think it's nice to um, build and also try a bit of experiment and uh, also attract uh, more people to try, and um, that makes more good filing things all over.
0: When you talk about a kiln being small, what kind of dimensions are you are you thinking of?
1: Um, smallest, I think I need if if it's anagama because I, we are not talking about a uh, uh, downdraft kiln or some modern open look like kilns so if it's anagama then i think it's need at least three meters long and with chimney or or uh, with good slope and without chimney or just a bit of chimney yeah
0: in regards to some of the small kilns that you've built what yeah. kinds of materials have you used to build them i think you mentioned house brick Earlier. Yeah,
1: house brick, if it's old house bricks, uh, I'm not talking about modern house bricks. Uh, if it's old house bricks, uh, possibly uh, more than 30 years old or 50 years old, the house bricks can be used uh, as kiln bricks because uh, the brick clay it can stand temperature or, or we are trying to do Uh, and uh, because now I I started to like uh, not a brick kiln, uh, just a sun dried brick bricks which a friend of mine in vision tried to build and he built uh, something like a how long Uh, just under 50 foot long busy kiln and he he said it it went okay Uh, so next kiln I'd like to build sun-dry bricks because kiln building is much easier
0: what would you make the bricks out of?
1: oh just just uh, brick clay and some, I think, a bit of soy in it. Well, I'm not sure. I have to check w- with some Japanese potters who built the kiln. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's go back to the small kilns, because I, I'd i like lot of people to try small kilns and just... Uh, just try the possibility of small kilns. But if they just try small kilns and never try big kilns, then they don't see the whole point of uh, Anagama. So I encourage people to build a small kiln and get some taste of it, then going slightly bigger, but not too big like my fast kiln, because it's really hard work.
0: What kinds of effects do you get? Or how would you compare the effects that you get from the uh, small the kilns effect, to yeah. the big ones?
1: A big one is very slow to heat up, uh, but also it takes a long time. Then, even though you didn't get... Uh, temperature you wanted, possibly 100 degree lower, but the the result is you get very strong pot. But if you fire only three days, uh, the pot looks well fired, but inside is, I'm not sure this word is right or not, it's still raw to me.
0: Do you think it would be possible in a small kiln you mm. know if you worked if you worked at it to keep the temperature down to sort of make a small kiln act like a larger kiln in terms of a yeah, uh, long it, firing
1: it, It's possible but uh, you have problems because big kiln if you feed the kiln then because to m- make it even temperature, you have to be very slow in the beginning once it's heated certain temperature, then it won't go down easily and um, even you leave the kiln for half an hour and forgot about the stalking well, you go back uh, and feed it, feed the wood again well, it's okay but if if you have smoke kiln, you leave the kiln for 15 minutes or something then you, you've got a disaster Mr. Fultani's kilns I saw is usually um, are just over 5 meters long or biggest one 6 meters is, is
0: that inside it, is that inside the wear chamber no, no
1: outside oh, so oh. inside it is much smaller and but he, he built two different kilns, the Inga-type kiln and the Cigaract type kiln. And both got a wasting chamber stemmer.
0: Were you able to figure out your your the way to fire the kiln right away or did it take some trial and error?
1: Um, I think you have to do it trial and error because everyone's kiln is slightly different. So they're the basic things like three basic stages of warming up the kiln and then uh, in Japanese something like meaning of attacking the kiln. So you started to get to the temperature. Then uh, this last part is very much Japanese uh, potter's uh, tendency, I think, the uh, soaking is longer than uh, European potters or possibly American potters. Sometimes the, the medieval time they did quite long. Uh, they, it's getting shorter, and now some potters doing only few hours, but actually for doing for at least uh, a day. But usually you can't really wait, and you are tired, uh, and you think that's enough, uh, and started to uh, close the kiln. There,
0: there, was a, there was one time that um, <clears throat> I actually completely closed up the kiln. I was tired, and I completely closed up the kiln. And um, took a nap, and three or four hours later, I kind of came to my senses and thought, you know, it's not enough. Yeah. And so I opened it back up and fired for another day.
1: Yeah.
0: And that that firing actually came out really good.
1: Yeah. uh, I always said to people that if a kiln is easy to fire, then pots become, most of the pots become rather boring, because it's, it's, well... Well fired, but there's no uh, drama in it. But if you have the storm or or rain and windy uh, day uh, and mixture of the uh, weather, uh, you don't have typhoons or or anything. But uh, that makes the Firing very difficult, but uh, after that firing, you open the kiln, then you find some some disastrous pots, but uh, at the same time you you find something unusual and very fascinating pots coming out. I stopped using the, the uh, pyrometers and also I stopped using cones. Because it's it's just make my work too much. I just like the the feeding wood and from the fire mouth, and occasionally go up to the chimney, and the, uh, at the top of the chimney, I just put a uh, clean shelf uh, to see the just a sort of damp. Uh, things just only adjustment i have at the at the end of the kiln, and um, otherwise i don't i don't have to go go to i don't want to go up there because i, I just wanted to keep feeding in one place uh, also i just i can see the pots uh, because i'm i'm not packing Fully, um, actually, um, Mr. Fulcani told me if, if it's two sides of the kiln is packed, then the, that's the that's okay or, or that's ideal. That's what I understood from what he told me, and he, his spot ca- came out of the kiln, looked all, all fine. And um, so I don't want to uh, uh, tightly packed kiln.
0: So so he suggested a, a loosely packed kiln?
1: Um, it's not loosely packed, but uh, he told me, th- you have to think about it where the flames go through amongst pots. So you have to pack it... Uh, Patrick kiln, imagining uh, imaginary flames go amongst pots between the, the big pot and the small pots how, how they go through the pot and they, he's got uh, some pot uh, near the wall, so at the back of the uh, chamber he's got a really nice ash on the pot and some, some Some kilons, usually you get a lot of ash just in front and and at the back, you don't have many. So still, I'm trying to find out how he did it. Now I I can't ask him because he passed away. Yeah. If you are making Japanese pots, then you don't have to worry about the reduction. You just do the just uh, putting wood all the time and not worried about uh, uh, technical things like uh, ash pit or side stoking and the dump adjustment that sort of thing you don't need because anorama didn't have anything
0: You mentioned um, that you're building your your kilns in a, sort of a Medieval and, yeah. and a simple fashion, um, mm. you know without ash pits and and various kinds of built in dampers um, why why did you choose to go that route
1: I, I didn't mean to criticize modern potters because they, they try harder than me because they, they try something. They tried their pot, something special and something more valuable. Uh, but uh, I like medieval pot. Always, I, I I collect a lot of medieval pot. At the same time, uh, modern Japanese potters work. But uh, uh, it, they're not uh, like uh, studio pot. In Japan, it's still strong tradition of... of domestic use or, or useful pots, so I collected some of them and some of them are better than the old ones uh, because they made in a traditional way and the same area, same clay uh, but they found some, some something slightly uh, modern or, or striking pot. So that's why I, I like quiet pot, which you can uh, use it and, and pot grow on you. Uh, not like a dramatic, uh, amazing pot. You see it and you bought it and on the shelf and watching fast week. Uh, every hour or something, and then you stop looking at it because you, you don't get anything from the pot anymore. That sort of thing. But the the, the quiet pot and the medieval pot, so you see every day uh, something different. So I just like the, the sort of depth of, of the pot
0: and do you think having um, a simpler kiln is a way to try to achieve those kinds of effects?
1: Yes, yeah, for instance, the, if you have pots fired in electric kiln, the temperature reaches what you want. But the pot, if you have two identical pots, then you see no difference. And the gas kiln is a slightly, uh, because I don't think that the heat is consistent to to the two parts. So you see the slight difference. So you can tell which one is, is which uh, every time. But the, the electric kiln, if you have quite similar parts, then you, you don't see the difference and the anagama pot is uh, wood fired, and, and in Japan we call the wood fire is a soft flames, and the gas fire is hard flames, and I don't know electric fire is called something, but because it's just a heat, no flames. So just uh, i i am interested in frames and the effect from the frames so uh, some someone tried so, some 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 uh, improvement with an I, I think it is, that's okay but uh, usually people try to make something faster and faster than original uh, anagama firing. So
0: there's no substitute for time.
1: I'm not sure. but uh, I've never seen fast firing with a good result. Well, last Saturday, uh, I met at Belgian... Potters uh, the the lady Potter is mainly the, the making studio pots I call studio pots because the, it's functional but uh, at the same time they try to put their signature, so they try a lot of things and which I, i'm not very keen on because i I, I like the traditional uh, Medieval type of vessels, so so it's not for for the show, showing off to the your design or your ideas to the people. My pot looks like a um, just ordinary old pot. The, she had a partner, and he built the kiln. He prepared the wood. He like the filing. And he said he doesn't make uh, any pots because he's too busy. And we talked about uh, the the preparing wood, like chopping wood and stacking wood uh, and splitting logs and de-stacking and and dry the, the wood and the filing. And he was just... Interested in that part of the pottery, so he he's not very keen. Not he must be keen, but he's not very keen on um, making. He fast doing firing.
0: Mm-hmm. I I can, I can really understand that because mm. uh, the firing is a, it's an amazing experience.
1: And in Japan, there are a lot of, uh, professional killing stalkers, like, uh, you telephone someone and ask him to come and do the filing. So he doesn't make any pots, uh, for some people, the good filing is a party, but, uh, uh for serious potters or Japanese uh, professional potters the wood filing is a serious business and they usually shut the gate and no visitors so they can concentrate on filing
0: that makes sense because yeah. there's there's the kiln will tell you a lot of things if you're listening mm. but um,
1: yeah and the so Kiln to me and some some good friends we talk about kiln is listening to us so if we chatting with some gossip or something then then they they are not uh they're not they are not following our our intention. So you talk to the kiln and just uh all the time, just not not you. You don't have to really talk talk to it, but uh, you just keep concentrating, uh, and so you have communication with the kitten like uh, kitten makes some sound or, or noise, or so it's just uh, that that was the that that is the I engrama mean, filing, I think. The, That's what I like to do it, but some people can't come to see it. They uh, distract my concentration. Uh, I don't want to tell them go away because they're uh, visitors and they're interested. So uh, I'm in a difficult position. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say go away or piss off or something. But... uh, (laughs)
0: but you don't want to you don't want to make it so that they lose all interest in in wood firing at the same mm. time i talk to the kiln all the time during the firing i mean yeah yeah sometimes like i'm i'm there by myself a lot so i don't worry mm. about talking out loud um mm. but you know sometimes sometimes the kiln will be really cooperative and yeah, and you yeah. know i can just sometimes i sometimes i thank him i feel like mm. When the kiln, when it's burning, when it's firing, I feel, I really feel like it's, it really feels like it's alive when there's that much fire flowing through it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It feels
0: like a living being.
1: Yeah.
0: And so that's I don't have... Why,
1: yeah, that's why uh, most Japanese put this, they put the name on the kiln. They name the kiln. Uh, do you have a name? hmm
0: I've been trying for so long to name the kiln, but I don't know, I don't know what... I don't know what the name is.
1: Mm. Uh, if it, it comes naturally, then, then it, yeah, just like uh, another uh, friend or, or another living creature with you. So that's why I, I call it Moby Dick. Then, then I can say to him something uh, quietly when there's no one around because if i keep talking to it with with a voice or something then, then they think i'm, I'm going i'm gonna
0: <laughs> yeah um all it is is they don't understand what's going on yeah i think that part of the reason perhaps that uh people tend to not come back
1: mm.
0: well maybe it is just the work just the work but i don't think i don't think a, someone can get the real experience of what it's like to fire a wood kiln if they only come in and put in one 8-hour shift during the course of a four or five or 10-day firing you mm. know they only get this little snapshot as opposed mm. to you know if you're there from the very beginning and you're there at the very end when you close it up or even mm. you know a week or two later when you open it up and look inside You've seen the whole process, mm. and I think it gives. A, I think it gives a different perspective on. Mm. It's really yeah, an. Ex, I, it's really an experience rather than, um, some kind of task.
1: Yeah. I think. So, so, uh, I think that small, students or small anagamas, and then three-day fighting, uh, if they, spent the whole time, doing it, then. They appreciate the the beauty of it and why it's fascinating. But modern days, people are too busy, so they want just a quick, instant uh, result or instant spectacular show. That's the the reason they, they don't come back.
0: Well, I really want to thank you for talking with me tonight, Gas. It was a very interesting interview and I'm really happy you could take the time out and, um, you know, talk about things that you know r- with regard to wood fire.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure because the, we both like wood filing and, uh, yeah, I'd like to chat with you Um uh, Another time and some other subject.
0: Yes, we've been talking. Um, maybe we could just give it away, but we've been talking about um, having a discussion about fututani, which I'm extremely interested in that because um, everything. Well, when when I said about building the kiln, I'm using his book was his book was probably ninety percent of the guidance I got
1: in. Oh, I see. Yeah. Possibly, mine's uh, sixty percent, and forty percent is my research. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Fudutani's book basically was the extent of my research.
1: Mm. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about th- that, that subject uh, some other time.
0: That sounds great. Have a good night, guys. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, thank you for calling me.